Good evening, everyone. My name is Angeline Constantino, and I am the founder, coach, and podcaster of Let's Break the Silence with Angeline. So please like and subscribe to my podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all the live streams. And I am super, super excited to bring a special guest with us tonight, and she is a staunch supporter of my cause. And for the first time tonight, she is going to be sharing her story of how she came out of domestic abuse for the first time here on my platform. So let's break the silence with Angeline. We help women amplify their voices and we help them rediscover themselves and regain their power after domestic abuse. So please like and subscribe to my YouTube channel as well, which is Angeline Mitchell. And there you will find all my episodes, including Anchor FM. So my podcast, please go to Anchor FM, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all the live streams as this podcast episode will be uploaded on Monday morning as all podcast episodes launch every Monday morning. So I am super, super excited to introduce um, a spe special guest, a good friend. Her name is Faith Christensen. And a little bit about Faith. Okay, Faith made the gut-wrenching decision to shut a thriving six-figure business in Africa when she stepped away from her second husband that nearly took her life. Her decision saw her end up homeless with only what fit in a small storage shed. She was forced to start completely from scratch to rebuild her life and identity. It has been three years since she has gone on to become an Amazon best-selling author and thriving business owner on a mission to help women gain their financial independence. So without, and without further ado, hi Faith. Hi, it's so nice to see you and be a part of your podcast. I am super excited. Oh, thank you. I am so, I am super excited to have you here. So for the viewers, oh, by the way, before we get started, please smash the heart button and please let us know where you are tuning in from here live. We are live here on my Facebook page, Angeline Constantino. Okay. So please comment below. Please let us know where you are tuning in from so we can give you a proper shout out. So Faith, one question I have to ask you. What time is it where you are? We are sitting at 9 a.m., which is a great time for me to do a podcast. I am awake. <laughs> wow, 9 a.m. in Australia. Unbelievable. This is one of this is the power of social media, is the ability to connect worldwide. Now, here, because we can because we're not able to meet in person, we can stream live on all social media platforms around the world, just like, I feel like you're sitting next to me. <laughs> I'm in the other room. <laughs> yes, I feel like you're literally sitting next to me. But it's amazing. This is the power of social media. So, Absolutely. Faith, yeah, so Faith, I know, I know that we had talked a couple of weeks ago, actually a week ago, and I know you have an incredible story to share. And from what you told me, this is the first time that you are sharing your story on my platform. Like you're literally going public. 
with yep. your story. It is. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. please, yeah. Who is Faith? The audience wants to know. They they want to know who is Faith. So I am exactly like you in some way. I am the single mother who was looking for love because I had this belief that, you know, we can't be successful and we can't be financially important without a husband. So I did what a lot of women do and I started to look for the knight in shining armor, right? So I was searching and unfortunately, I settled because sometimes we go, well, this is the best I can do or we convince ourselves that we're in love with someone and we choose not to see the signs. And in the beginning of the relationship, everyone thought it was a fairy tale. I started a foundation in Africa. I was doing humanitarian work. Like we looked like the fairy fairy tale couple. We married within like nine months of meeting, you know. And on social media, which is so funny you were talking about social media, on social media I looked happy. I looked successful. But in the background, my life was a living hell. You know, mm. there were constant pressures put on me to the point where I was doing all the work and he was taking all the money. Like literally he was emptying the foundation's bank account. And I didn't say anything. Like how many of you have been in a situation where you know this is not a good situation to be in, but you don't want to own that it's a bad situation. Like my sister tried to tell me he's just in it for the money and I wouldn't listen to her and didn't speak to her for six years as a result. And then it got to that point where you couldn't talk about it because you had perpetrated it for so long that it was embarrassing as a successful person to still be in a relationship like this. And one of the worst situations that I was in, we were actually in South Africa. I had flown to South Africa okay. because I wanted to be with him. So I had flown to South Africa and I had booked myself into the wrong area in South Africa. Now, if you know Johannesburg, there are okay areas and there are not okay areas. And uh -oh. I booked myself into the okay area, not okay area. And I made the decision, okay, well, for my safety, I'm going to just stay in the hotel for the three days, then I'll fly out again. Except my husband decided he didn't want to eat toast for breakfast, so he made us leave the hotel looking for food that suited him, right? When we walked out of that hotel, we were going into Uber. Now, if you don't know about South Africa, if you use an Uber in South Africa, your life is in danger and so is the Uber driver's life because wow. the taxi drivers have a massive thing against Uber drivers. And we were walking to get the Uber and there was a taxi driver, which I'm not getting in a car with no one that I don't trust. And Uber was safe for me. So, but I didn't see that walking behind us was a gang of taxi drivers with rocks. And in that moment, that my life was completely crazy. It was chucked upside down. Now, you would think as my husband, he would have my back. But he walked off and left me to face it alone. Short, Long story short, the police were called and, 
you know, we ended up trying to leave the next day to go to a hotel that was at the airport. And nope, that wasn't happening. I had a gun pointed at me and told me I had two choices. I get in their taxi or I don't leave. And the hotel manager luckily was there. He shut the gates. The, the hotel went into full lockdown. Police oh came God. in with AK-47 looking machine guns. And I actually sat in that hotel and I thought about my life. My daughter wasn't with me, thankfully. She was still in Australia with my mum, but it did not look like I was walking out of there alive. I, I just, I wasn't walking out of there alive. And I sat there and my husband was like, nope, just go in their taxi. I'm like, I've reported them to the cops twice. You think I'm going to live through that? And um, we ended up getting out of there by the grace of God with a lot of cops and some machine guns. Oh, and yeah. um, that was a breaking point in my marriage. That was the point where I knew, I mean, I had been sexually harassed because he'd left me in the ghettos of Africa. Um, I had been followed and pulled in and you know he'd cleaned the bank account out more times than I could imagine he cheated on me with a phone I paid for in a house that I paid for oh my god but I didn't want to own it because that would mean I had made a bad choice and that I, I I was too embarrassed to own it and to leave I don't know if you've ever been in that situation where you have gotten to that point where you're like, I can't leave now. Everybody was right. And you don't want to show that. Right. right. I've been in that situation. You and I have similar stories. And by the way, I've been to South Africa mm. and I remember flying for the first time. This is three years ago by myself from Logan, Boston airport. I flew, well, I made one stop to Doha and then my next stop was Johannesburg. And I said, oh, my goodness. I ended up in Port Elizabeth, but I was safe and everything. But I agree with you about Johannesburg. You have to watch your back. You really do. You really do. And wow. you get to this point where you're just like, I look successful. On paper, you look successful. But you're miserable. The amount of times that I contemplated suicide in that relationship was crazy because I didn't see a way out. I had money in my bank account. I'm blessed that I had money when he didn't clean it out and I managed to hide it. I yeah. had money, but I was so trapped. And I'm thankful that I was a single mom because if it hadn't been for my daughter, I may not be here right now. I would have chosen taking that way out because I couldn't face the shame of owning the fact that I had once again gotten myself into yet another abusive relationship. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Thank God that you're alive. Thank God that you came out of this alive. Yep. And it's funny because... You know, you have to, I, everyone has the ability to leave. I believe that at my core. I know looking back now, I had the ability to leave. Mm. But I was telling myself a story that didn't allow me to leave. But I wish that I had left earlier because the emotional trauma, the post-traumatic stress that mm. has come as a result of all of these faces with death 
and just the general crap that I dealt with in Africa has left lasting scars on me, but also on my daughter because she was subjected to my trauma as a result, my fear as a result, and also the situations that she faced. I mean, I packed up our whole life. We went from a three-bedroom house to a storage shed and moved to Africa. We packed up everything trying to make this work and we moved to Africa. Now, you can imagine how that went, living in the ghettos of Africa. Mm. Um, You can just imagine how that went. We were completely isolated. If we went out, we weren't safe. We couldn't go out alone. We had people around us speaking in languages that we didn't understand. So they may have been friendly, but we couldn't understand what they were saying. So it was horrifically scary for us, you know. So the thing that I learned was that the longer that we stay, the longer that we're inflicting more emotional trauma on ourselves and also our children because there are side effects that have come from me staying in that relationship for too long and my daughter. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. What a story. Oh my God. What a story of triumph and resilience. And imagine, can you imagine moving from a three bedroom home into a storage shed? And when I read that, I I had to read that again. I said, what? Oh my God. Yeah. And it's funny because when we got home, like it took all the money or almost that I had in my bank account to get us home. I mean, I had to change flights and we came home and I thought I was staying with a friend and they took the last of the money I had and then kicked us out. And we were forced to go to a domestic violence program here in Australia because I only had $80. I didn't even have enough to last the week, right? So we were forced to go to a domestic violence shelter here in Australia with a ton of other women. And I remember we'd been there a night and the fire alarm went off, right? At 2 o'clock in the morning, the fire alarm went off. And I was panicking and my daughter was panicking trying to figure out what part of the little that we had left we were going to save. What, what, what were we taking? The passports? Were we taking the TV? What, like what were we saving? Because we had right. to get out of there really fast. And that was an incredibly huge rock bottom moment for me. Wow. You know? Wow. But it took me three days after that. I am so blessed. This is what I'm so passionate about, us women having skills, because it took me three days after that moment to raise the money to be able to put us into a cabin so that we were safe. We didn't have much, but we were safe. So that is why I'm so passionate about us women standing up, getting the skills, because if I hadn't had the skills that I had, I would probably still have been in that shelter for a decent amount of time afterwards. Exactly. That's why, yeah, you brought up a great point about having skills. Now I know, boy, you're, you're incredible. You're amazing to have withstood all that. I mean, we can look back and say, I wish that we left earlier like myself, 
But you know what it is? We don't realize it. Because, and why is that? Why is it that we don't realize it at the time? I think two things. First of all, we punish ourselves. I was punishing myself for getting into this situation again because I had, when I was younger, I had another relationship that led to me being hospitalized for six weeks and having to recover from a stillbirth. And like I was punishing myself because I had let myself get into that situation again. I needed to suck it up. The other thing is I think we think we can change them that we will make them better, that somehow they'll see the pain they're causing us and they will stop. And the sad thing is my husband never understood the pain he had inflicted on us. In his mind, he did nothing wrong. In his mind, he never. So I can say to him, I could sit there, tears in my eyes and say to him what he was doing to us. And he had an excuse for everything. He had a reason for everything. And he never saw the damage he was doing. So I think sometimes we think we can change them, that if we just bear with it, that they'll see and they'll change. But the truth is, that is who they are. And My husband wasn't an evil person. He wasn't evil. He was a good person, but he wasn't good for me. You know? Okay, he was not good for you. And you brought up a good point. And you know what it is with a lot of women? They're afraid to say anything because they're afraid they're going to, God forbid, get hurt. I know that was me for a long time. That was the next nine years. But finally, I drew a line in the sand and I said, I'm not going to live like this anymore because I deserve better. Mm-hmm. I deserve to better to live a better life. And that comes from rock bottom. I yep. mean, the only way you can go from rock bottom is to go up. Absolutely. So, and, you know, that's yeah. an, that is something that's genuinely, when I left that relationship when I was young, I actually, it's funny because the other day the Australian Electoral Commission rang me and I'm hidden on the Australian Electoral Commission. You cannot find me anywhere because the police hid me after the severe, he actually went to jail. That's how bad that was, that violence case was. And when, when he got out, he found me and he cut my brake line. Now, if you want to talk about scary In four days, I packed up a four-year-old and I moved 2,000 kilometres away, not knowing anyone, not knowing where I was going. I just packed up and moved because I knew we weren't going to survive if he found us again. And when the Electoral Commission rang me the other day, I'm like, no, 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 you can't take me off. If you take me off hidden, he'll find me. And I realised it's been Mm. 20 years 20 years and I am still scared that he will find me even though now I would kick his ass to China he would never be able to do what he did again but staying too long staying in the abuse afraid of the fear you will come to that point I hope everyone comes to that point where they're like this is it Because you can start with nothing. You can start with nothing. You can rebuild. I shut a business down that was funding us with with only $5,000 to get me home from another country, right? 
So if you think you can't start from scratch, I'm here to tell you, you can. He may have all the money. He may have the house. But you know what? There are a thousand million stories of women who have left, who have started from nothing, who maybe like me had to move countries, who had to move cities. And guess what? We made it. We came yes. out the other side because we had the courage to go, no, I deserve better. I am not taking this anymore. This is the one life I have. And I will be a role model for my children because you are not just staying and inflicting trauma on yourself. You are inflicting lifelong trauma on your children by staying as well. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. What a story. Mm -hmm. And I had to move a hundred miles away just with $5,000. <laughs> In my brain, that's <laughs> something that you and I yeah. have similar stories. Yeah, but I put the down payment on not the apartment that I'm in now, but this was another apartment, a small one-bedroom apartment on the other side of town. And thank God I have a good landlord because they also manage this property yeah. that I'm in now, which is a lot newer, and I'm in a two-bedroom. Mm -hmm. But can you imagine that? I only had five thousand dollars to my name. And I literally rebuilt myself from rock bottom, just like yourself. You literally, yeah. Faith, you rebuilt yourself from rock bottom. And I started with $80 the second time around. I had $80 to my name. So, and, you know, I hear women, because I have associated with a lot of women that have been in domestic violence, I hear them say, I can't move my children, blah, blah, blah. Right? Mm, I hear that and the, too. And, and the thing about children is, first of all, I moved my child from Australia to Africa back to Australia. She survived, right? They're resilient little critters and they survive. And what do you think the damage of keeping them in that situation is? Like keeping them facing that constant pressure. Like by the age of six with my own parents, I knew how to call the cops home number because my parents fought that much. I knew how to dial the cop's home number by the age of six. My wow. sister and I, I went on to go through abusive relationship after rape, after abusive relationship. My sister went on, let's, let's just not go up there with the trauma that my sister encountered being growing up in that, right? So exactly. the longer that you stay, the more trauma you inflict on a child, it is better for them to start like you start from nothing and build their lives again than right. to keep in the situation that you're in right now. Exactly. And I've always said champions rise from the fire. Cameron Phoenix. You're, is a champion. you're a champion. Yeah. You literally yeah. rose from the fire. Yep. Moving, Literally. okay, so you're moving your child from Africa to Australia, then back to Africa, then back to Australia again. And here in the U.S., women are afraid to move. Well, like I moved, I didn't have children. So for me, it was, you know, a, a easier. But still, I had to watch my back. I had to tell, that I had to notify the New York State Police and the Sheriff's Office where I was at all times. Yep. My daughter's father, I had restraining orders in two states. 
So my daughter's like, you want to talk about walking from one bad relationship to another girl? I'm the poster child for that. My daughter's father, I had to get a restraining order against him in two states, wow. you know? So that's like a three and a half thousand plus kilometer radius that I had to get restraining orders from. And the police, when when he took her, the police said to me, oh, we can't do anything about it. It's a domestic matter. I said to them, if I die as a result of getting my daughter back, it will be on you. And I left the police station. And before I'd even gotten to my ex's house trying to get my daughter back, the police were already there removing us. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? I remember when the police came to to the house at the time that I was living in, one of the troopers helped me put the suitcase in the car, in the trunk. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. What an incredible story. So tell me now, now that you're out of this relationship, out of what are you doing now to help women? What exactly what I was going to ask you is how did you find your passion? What lights you up? I crashed and burned a lot. Let's be honest. When we're starting from scratch, We try something and it doesn't work. So the first thing I'll say to people is be willing to let go of stuff that doesn't work. Because when I started again, I looked at all the skills and I was good at e-commerce. So I went to China to try and find something to import. And I went, nope, that's too hard. So I had to quit that. Then I started to become a website designer because that's what I had been doing in the foundation, you know, social media and websites Mm. and stuff like that. But I burnt myself out again because I was not charging my worth. I was working long hours on energy drinks and stuff like that. You know, like I seriously, I I crashed and burned a lot. (laughs) And sometimes that's what you have to do. But Mm. now when I sat down and someone said to me, what fires you up? Helping women to have financial independence is key. Because you and I, we had $5,000 to make decisions with, right? Right. If I hadn't had that, I know I probably would have stayed a lot longer. So I am super passionate about helping women to have financial independence. Now, I'm not saying women have to leave their husbands. If you have an amazing husband, I am not saying leave him. But I'm saying that you have money in your bank account, whether you contribute it to the house or you're saving it because you know you need to leave. Mm. Women having money gives us choices. And when we have choices, we make better decisions. But so many women are not charging their worth. They are, and I have nothing with being a stay-at-home mom. I have no problems with that at all. But I question why. Is it a societal condition that you are being a stay-at-home mom? Like that's what we're taught to do. Because I was taught that I needed a man to be successful, but all the evidence showed that I was successful when I left the men, right? Say, so, yeah, exactly. Same here. Same yeah, so, here. Actually, yeah, I wanted to say one like, dirty really, babe. really, right. women need financial independence. And that is what I'm about now. Simplicity in business, because the simpler your business and your tech is, the faster you can make money, and the more time, freedom, and choices that you have. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing like being financially independent. And that, and that was a big lesson that I 
had to learn because growing up in a Greek family, the male ran the show. Yep. See? That's so true. And it's so funny because I see on the news headlines and everything all the time, it says that women are paid substantially less than men. That's true. And the reason women are paid substantially less than men is they accept it. A man will say, screw you, I am not taking that job, this is what I'm taking and that's it, and they will walk away. But women will go, no, no, it's fine, just whatever, I'm helping people, just it's fine, just pay me what you think is fair. We don't value ourselves. We don't stand up for ourselves and go, no, I'm not taking $17 an hour, I'm worth $29. Pay me $29 or I will hold out for the job that pays $29. There you go. Because you know what? I realized that I, you know, I know that I had lost a lot of self-worth because of domestic abuse, but now I know my worth and I know what I'm worth. (laughs) So I'm asking for it. And if you don't ask, you're not going to receive. Absolutely. And the funny thing, the mindset shift, the difference between what I was charging when I first started, like when I first started building websites, I was charging $197. Now that's freaking banana crap, right? But the only difference that came apart from I'm always working on my skills, the only difference that came with me earning more and making $10,000, a month was me asking for it and shutting up. My fee is 5000 That's three months. And then I don't say a word rather than justifying it or, you know, like, no, you say your price, you have confidence in your value and what you offer people and your packages, and then you shut up. There we go. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you for being the voice for women. Yes. yes. Thank you it's, so much. That is literally what it is about. Asking, because so many women uh, are led to believe that, oh, no, we're the caregivers. No, girl, you have a right to money. You have skills that you've developed. You are working away from your children. You have your own financial goals or things for your kids. That won't happen if you don't ask. That's right. That's right. So step up and start to charge what you know you are worth and have your money in the bank account. You can contribute to the household. You can do more. Like, what do you think will happen to your relationship if the pressure isn't on him anymore to be the only sole provider? Because that a lot of men are struggling, especially with all the costs going up over the last couple of years. They're struggling to supply it. And the pressure is on them. Like in Australia, one in three relationships are breaking up as a result of money. Oh, yeah. And how about here in the U.S.? Hmm? It's no different. It's no different. It's because of money. And I remember for myself, when I went out at that time, this was, you know, 13, 14 years ago, when I was going out to work for myself in corporate America, see, he didn't like that. But I made a name for myself. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Made good money, but he didn't like that. He was it was he was jealous and resentful. It went downhill after that, you know. And we had lost monies in the stock market because he made some foolish investments. Yeah. So, 
I know what you were able to stand up and hold your own now because you had your own money. And when I was running the foundation, there were two women that I can remember very distinctly who joined as affiliates for the foundation. And the first one was in her late 40s and had a young child. And she, her husband wasn't beating her, but he was just a nasty human. He was talking down to her. She was right. enslaved in the house. Nothing was ever good enough. And it's funny, when she started to make, you know, she wasn't making huge money, but she started to make a little bit of money, her confidence grew. She made a little bit more money, her confidence grew. Right. A couple of years later, she had the confidence in herself to make her own money that she wasn't scared anymore to leave. And she left him. Now she's with this guy that treats her amazing. Like, it's just amazing. Another woman that I have was like 70 years old and mm. her husband treated her like the trophy wife. You know, the meals had to be out at the right time. She had to look great, et cetera, et cetera. And she still is in that relationship because he controls the finances. It's his money and, you know, she's too scared to leave. Now imagine being 70 years old and still living in this situation. Your life is coming to an end. Like you haven't got, you you don't know how much time you have in your life, but you're staying in that situation and you're miserable. Exactly, exactly. Imagine that woman being 70. That wouldn't be me. now 79 years old. Yeah, life is short. Life is too short not to be happy, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. I can't imagine. I just can't imagine, you know, staying. But like you said, like I, you know, like I feel like in other religions or myself being Greek, the woman is a trophy. Yeah. So. And it comes down to us at the end of the day, rejecting Mm -hmm. the societal expectations of us. You know, where we need the man to be successful, where we should be seen and not heard, where we should be at home raising the kids, even though we have our own goals. It is up to us as women to go, nope, I am not doing that anymore. Like, ask yourself why and future pace yourself. If you don't change anything five years from now, what will your life look like? Exactly. 10 years. What if you carried this forward another 20 years? How old would you be? Exactly. How many opportunities have you missed? That's right. That's right. Totally agree. Totally agree. You know, life is too short. There's so many great opportunities out there, especially today. Um, What Now I have another question that I want to ask you because I'm so intrigued by your book. Your best, what lit you up to write your own book? It was actually my mum passing away. So Um, I sat and I watched mum take her last breath. And I was blessed that I had created a lifestyle business where I could stop for a month and spend that last month with her, right? But in her final Facebook Live, she said she never realised she would get old. Like she knew she would get old, but she never realized that um, she would have rheumatoid arthritis. She would have osteoarthritis. Mm. She would have diabetes and dementia. So she had been waiting till she was older. And in her final words, she said to me, live your best life now. 
And that's what the book became about. It's about designing a life that would make us happy and making it possible now, not someday, not 10 years from now, now. And putting the simple systems behind it to make it a reality because there are a lot of people who are business owners. They are overwhelmed. They are working more hours than what they were working as employees. They're not Mm. getting paid enough. So it became a manual. It's a manual for you to design your life and make it a reality now rather than later. Exactly. 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 So right now with your book, um, actually what I would like to do is direct people on where people can find you. So they can find me on my website, my www.socialsellerslife.com forward slash links. So on there, you will find my podcast and you will also find a link to the book. And if you want to simplify your tech and your marketing, you will find a link on there for that as well. Wow. See, you see that? I am all about simplicity. For real. The more complicated you make business, the less success you will have. If your to-do list is this long, Mm. you will be overwhelmed. You probably won't finish much of it. And if you do finish it, you won't do it well. So what happens if we gave you a list this long? And that's all you had to do every day to run your business this long. Want to grow your business faster? Do more of this times three. That's it. There you go. What if it was that easy? There you go. There you go. But imagine that, look at that. You stepped into your own power and truth. Yep. And you created a lifestyle business and wrote a book, you know, about just writing a book. And that's what I'm going to be working on too, writing a book. It's an amazing, it's amazing what you can do when you just start and then keep moving forward. Okay. You know, just start. It just one step at a time. There were mornings when I literally could do nothing but just wake up and get on a live video and watch someone, you know, and that person inspired me to keep going because, you know, when your whole life is all my dreams were centered around my husband and I. And then Mm. when I left it, I had no ability to create goals again for a very decent amount of time. And sometimes it's literally just getting up and hour by hour, what small step can you take this hour? What small step can you take today towards building a better future? Because you deserve it. Money is a renewable resource. You can always make more money, but you do not know the time you have. You don't know that if tomorrow you're going to step out and get hit by a bus and maybe you don't make it or maybe you're in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. But you didn't do anything you wanted to do that made you happy now because you were waiting for later. Exactly. Exactly. You're hundred percent right. You're hundred so percent So please go to socialsellerslife.com forward slash links. Oh, do you offer a, like a clarity call? for? Women? So I have an accelerator order where we're going through what do you want to make a month and then reversing engineering the tech and the systems behind it to make it possible. Okay, good. Awesome. Boy, you're, you're amazing. I am. I'm you're so amazing and you're a champion. Thank you. So are you. I am so proud that you stepped out of it and now you're the voice 
for other women. Exactly, exactly. And that's been my passion. See, what I know what happens, and I know what happened with you when your mom passed away. My mom passed away four years ago. I, actually, it's five years ago. And then the next thing you know, see, then it comes, you know, like motivation comes from within, but something happens, like a spark is ignited within you. And for myself, you know, I'm that voice for women, and so are you, helping women becoming financially independent. That's huge today because a lot of women don't know how to manage their finances. Absolutely. They don't. Yeah, they don't. And they're not making the money. They're like, oh, I'm not good with money or, you know, like my husband handles that. But we as women need to step up because you know what? Husbands leave. Husbands cheat. Husbands die. That's, I mean, that's just reality. It happens to all of us, right? So exactly. we need to take, you do not want to be in the situation I was in starting from scratch. It would be so much more beneficial to have started before the crap had hit the fan, right? There you go. There you go. Boom. And that's a huge lesson learned for both of us. Yeah. Becoming funny and having separate bank accounts and teaching women to be financially independent. How yeah. about investing too? Mm -hmm. You know, investing. That's yep. another thing. It is so. Um, and like if you look at all the studies, they say that when women take over control of the money, poverty will end. Because women make better choices with poverty. Like if you look at the UN and all of those people that deal with like the social issues, they all talk about poverty changing when women get control of the money. Because if you look at it, all those experts like Grant Cardone, Dan Henry, they're putting the money into flashy houses and sexy bikini bodies. Oh, and bodies. But women change other women's lives. They help other women, right? They help their community. And if you go in Africa and, and you're a man and you try to apply for one of those microloans, 90% of the time they're declining them because it's the women who not only build something sustainable for themselves, but they help people, they help women in their community to be able to rise as well. Exactly. But we as women need to rise. It's nothing against men. Men are amazing. If you can find the right one, which I have still yet to do, but it's a case of we as women, we need to step up. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. No doubt about it. And on that note, I would like one final question before we end the broadcast, because we're almost coming up to the top of the hour. This was amazing. What an amazing show tonight. What would you, what is the message that you would like to share with the viewers who are going to be watching the replay tonight and also the people who will be listening on my podcast on Monday? What is the special message that you would like to share? You can do it. You only have one life. Make the decision to step up and don't stay as long as we did. You don't have to stay. Let us be the inspiration of what is possible for you. Start making a plan because you are the role model to your children and you don't want to stay in a situation creating more trauma that you have to heal from because of money, because you think you can't do better, 
you can do better. You do deserve an amazing, happy life right now. And you have the ability to have the financial independence. We live in a world where financial independence is so much easier than it has ever been in the past for our parents. So step up. It takes little steps. It doesn't have to be confusing. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. Find the people who will walk you out of it and know that your life can change. A year from now, your life could be monumentally different. But it takes courage. It takes saying, no, no more. I will change. It is a must for me. Uh, my family deserve better. Yes, absolutely. And thank you. Thank you for sharing your words of wisdom. So tonight we're going to be ending the live broadcast on a real, what a powerful message tonight. Faith, thank you so much for sharing your incredible story. Thank you. Literally, thank you for giving I mean, everyone a literally rose from the fire. Yeah. And we are all phoenixes. We all have that phoenix ability within us. Every single one of us can rise from the fire and it's going to take balls and confidence, but you can do it. Exactly. If we can do it, you can do it. How's Amen. that? Amen. How's that? Amen. Amen. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to tonight's broadcast. So please be on the lookout for this new episode, which will be launched on Monday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern time on Let's Break the Silence with Angeline. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all the other live streams. And also please like and subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Angeline Mitchell. This episode will be uploaded onto um onto my youtube channel and we all have a voice so let's make sure that we amplify our voices Amen. and thank you again faith you are thank an incredible you. woman and we are phoenixes we are all we all have the phoenix within us rising from the ashes ashes absolutely so have a great night everyone and we will see you on the next live podcast. And Faith, I'd like to talk to you for a minute right after the show. Okay. Have a great night, everyone. Bye.